Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for Family Business Radio. Showcasing outstanding family businesses and the advisors who assist them. Good afternoon. You're listening to another episode of Family Business Radio. I am your host, Anthony Chen. Today, we have an amazing guest uh, by the name of Julie Shulam with Coach Julie. Coach Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anthony. It's great to be here. Great. Thank you for coming on. So kind of share with our uh, audience, uh, what got Coach Julie started and what was kind of (laughs) her story uh, before becoming Coach Julie? It's, It's an interesting story for sure. And started so long ago. I actually started as uh, I became an an entrepreneur, solopreneur, before I knew what that was, honestly. It's uh, what I what I just started doing when I was in college. I I started helping businesses get organized. Don't ask me how I knew how to do that, but somehow I did. My dad was a very, very efficient, organized, methodical person. He was an engineer, so very orderly. And I was also someone who always managed my tasks really well, wrote lists, organized how I was going to spend my time. And I was doing that since I was uh, you know, like literally in junior high. And I, I was just, it was just something I just kept doing, even though it was not what I went to college for at all. And uh, when I got out of college, I needed to I needed to make a living. So I uh, decided, oh, well, I can help people do this. I, for some reason, was was able to see where deficiencies were, and I started working in dental offices, helping them to organize their their practice and utilize their their um, their operatories for greater efficiency and increase their bottom lines. And I started doing that for dental office after dental office. And soon I got this reputation as being really good at increasing businesses and improving their productivity. And so I started working with realtors and lawyers and real estate agents. I just just kept growing and growing. I just kept doing that. And um, then larger companies started uh, having me come in and organize. So I started as a professional organizer and efficiency expert. And I was speaking to companies and and small businesses. And I continued to grow that. And then about 20 years or so ago, I realized I I would love to be able to help more people, but I needed to be able to do it in a in a different fashion because otherwise I'm going to be traveling all over the place. And I didn't want to have to be going everywhere to still help people. And I found out about coaching. So I segued into coaching. And I went and got my credentials and did all that, which needed to be done and started actually helping people that I could, you know, I was doing this so easily in person, figured out I can do this virtually as well. So I started helping people organize and um, increase their productivity and their business platforms virtually. And it just kind of kept growing from there. It's in a, nut- in a nutshell, that's kind of how it started. <laughs> I've never stopped. So, so for those who are kind of listening in, uh, I mean, I, I, the only reason I am even familiar with, with kind of your background is that I encountered a, an organizer for the first time ever when I was up in New York City. And from, from my, if I remember your story correctly, you're like the first organizer there ever was. Like you, you created <laughs> the industry itself. I wasn't the first, but I was one of the very one. few. Mm-hmm. I 
Yeah, I started so long ago that I started my organizing work about a year before the National Association of Professional Organizers even existed. So um, I was part of the Golden Circle members. I was, I was, I was, I was doing this before. I I honestly thought because I didn't know anybody else who did it, never heard of this before, that I created this whole career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of did, but I wasn't the only one who had done it. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was a it was a small group at that time. <laughs> this was way back in the eighties. Oh, well, I'm just trying to give you some credit that you kind of were, were part of the co-founder, kind of spearheading the, the whole thing. Because now you got all these cool kids coming in, saying they're organizers. Like, oh, well, hold on a second, you you you're, you're a little young there. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's an amazing field, and and it's so needed. It, it was kind of funny when I was when I started it. I I'm thinking, okay, well. I'm sure I'm not the only person that's, you know, organized and, you know, I'll, I'll organize the few people that need help and then I'll have to find something else to do because I'm sure that, you know, eventually there won't be that many people that will need help getting organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is not how that worked out. It turns out <laughs> there have always there are always people that need help with getting organized and and just improving productivity in general. Mm-hmm. So I have never not had work. Let's put it that way. So as you're kind of going through this exploration of initially dipping your toe in or more or less founding by chance or by purpose, this organizing Mm -hmm. work and now going to coaching, uh, what part, because you shared the story of initially you started to work with dental offices and then from from attorneys and realtors, like at what point during that journey was a hint saying, hey, you're, you're really good at this and this is like a whole consultancy career uh, all by itself because you mentioned you didn't exactly go to school for this no i did not i was actually uh, pre-med and <laughs> i was planning on becoming a surgeon and i i love i love helping people solving problems and fixing things so that's kind of both of them kind of fall into those categories and i i started doing this and realized I really love creating order from chaos. And that's really what it all came down to. I was figuring out, I would go, I can go into an office and I I can't tell you how I can do this, but I can go into an office and I can see exactly what has to happen in order to get it from where it is to where it should be. Mm -hmm. And I also know how to do it, implement what changes need to be made. And I can also teach other people how to do it and maintain it for themselves. So it was just kind of a an, an evolving process. And when people started saying, oh, my gosh, this has been amazing. I'm now able to do X, Y, Z, and my business has grown, and I'm able to expand, and I, you know, I, I know how to do all these things, and I can find things that I need, and everything's coming together. It's like, oh, great. Let me do more of this. This is awesome. I, I love the fact that I was able to have this impact on, on so many people's lives. It was just is very satisfying knowing that, oh, my gosh, this is something that for me, it just seems natural. It was very natural for me. And there are many, many people that are that are very organized, but not everybody can help somebody else become organized and efficient. And, and I could. And I started speaking and I've been doing that forever too. And I, I've trained people and I love working with entrepreneurs and solopreneurs 
because most people who are in business for themselves start their own business. They don't have staff. They don't have support people. They have to do it all. And that's that's where I love to to really help because I am the same. I have I have had to do it all. I am a, I'm a, I've been an entrepreneur. I've had a, I've had companies with staff, and I've also I'm a solopreneur now. I don't have staff. I have people that I hire, of course, but I don't have you know support staff. So there's a lot to know and a lot to balance and juggle, and I love being able to help people to do that. So then, kind of now, fast forward now to the current time as you're create, building your coaching practice. Kind of share with the audience, like what is it that you specifically focus on? What kind of work or coaching? What does that look like if we were to start with you, like today and day one? What's the problems that we have? So most people come to me with a lot of overwhelm. They're not delivering on time. Their follow through is terrible. They uh, don't know how to manage tasks. They don't know how to use their calendar. I don't understand why people do not know how to use a calendar, uh, but they don't. And uh, whether it's digital or not, but you know, obviously we're now 99% of us are using a digital calendar. We don't have the little calendars that are on the refrigerator anymore, but utilizing calendars, scheduling your time, having boundaries, having structure. Structure is huge and so important. Our brains need that. It's it's what we crave, but so many people lack the ability to put structure into their own lives. So I teach them. And it all comes down to, I say, the overarching theme of everything I do falls under productivity, getting stuff done, whatever that means for you, whether that's you know having, having success in your business, your personal life, Whatever, whatever that is, balance between the two and helping to be able to, to have peace and some serenity in, in your world, in your environment. So a lot of times people are finding that they're, they do have some disorder, some dis, you know, disorganization is what I mean by that, some uh, disarray <laughs> in, their, in, their, in their lives, and they want to be able to put it all together. And not have so much confusion and stress and anxiety around their their environment and what they actually do for a living, and in their relationships as well. So it's 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 a it's a lot. There's a lot that I have to help people unpack and reframe. Yeah. So can, can maybe share with a, a story to you. I mean, you can definitely keep the, the client's name. Uh, uh, you can just replace yeah, what's yeah. called. <laughs> but kind of share a, a success story of what what that looks like at, at the tail end, because they're coming to you as you mentioned. They're they're either mm. not working their calendar or just overall uh, disorganized. Yeah, I oh, so many amazing stories. I had um here's a good one. So I had a woman who came to me and she said, "I've got I've got three months um to get my act together." or I'm going to lose my job. She said uh, she was, her boss kind of gave her an ultimatum. And so she reached out to me and figured out, we figured out what, what the issues were and bottom line, she had no structure. She did not know how to properly navigate everything she had to do and, and manage her tasks and prioritize and sequence and so we worked together on this and she had uh, a one-year-old little girl. So she had the issues of, okay, she had to balance being a mom and working full-time 
And she had great support. So it wasn't a matter of, okay, who do I help you know, get to help with me, help me with uh, child rooming, her husband, and they had um, other, other help. So we worked together and before the three month mark, not only did she not lose her job, but I got her to the point where she was able to do such an excellent job of communicating and following through and getting her work done in a brilliant way. She got a, a permanent contract. She got a promotion and she got a leadership role. So she actually had direct reports and uh, she was just elated. So it was, it was a really satisfying experience that I got to help save someone's job, her career. And, um, and I've done this many times over. So I've had a lot of people who have either leveled up, they've gotten promotions, they've gotten, uh, maybe they wanted to start a new job, a new kind of career. And, um, you know, went into a different a different company and got wonderful a uh, wonderful increase in their salary, and uh, I've gotten a lot of several people off of their their PIP, you know, personal improvement plan, mm-hmm. <laughs> the last ditch effort before they might be invited to not come back. And I really enjoy being able to help help clients to to shift. Uh, had another another fun interesting. Uh, an interesting story. I'll share another one with you. If of course, please. That sound good. So I was working with this uh, gentleman. So a lot of times people come to me and they, they want to just improve their skills. Oftentimes their communication skills or something's not right with the company, with, you know, with their company. So this was a, um, a senior manager and he, um, again, I'm in keep the information uh, neutral so that uh, you know, for confidentiality, but, he came to me. There was a lot of attrition in in his in his uh, part of the world, and he said, "I don't know what to do here, but um, I think I need to work on my communication or something because people people think I'm just really difficult and I'm kind of rough around the edges." Like, yeah, that was pretty much the case. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's somewhat self aware. He was self. I don't know. I was like, I gave him credit for that. I was like, okay, good. We know. Good. This is great. We can work with this. And so that was wonderful. And we, we, we started talking about how he can communicate and give feedback and constructive criticism to his, to his employees. And he had about 150. So he had to be able to communicate in a way that would uh, be well-received because what would happen is they would just quit shortly after. And he was losing people too quickly. So we role played and we talked about how he can soften his message and communicate. Smile. He wasn't smiling. The first couple of sessions we had, he wasn't smiling at all. He was kind of rough looking and everything. I said, Do you know what? Smile. Just smile and pay compliments. So he started to do that. And he was really, really surprised in a wonderful way. That made a huge difference. Then we shifted how he was communicating. Not only did the people stop quitting, so his attrition rate <laughs> was leveled off, uh, people stayed. He also ended up um, getting a promotion in the company. 
And, and his whole, everything about him, his whole life just kind of softened and, and things just became nicer, easier, more wonderful, even his personal life. So it was just, it was just a really nice, you know, transformation. And I love being able to help people with that. And I, there are countless stories. I've had people who are going to just, you know, quit this, that, and the other, and we just do a complete reset, reframing and they move forward and they're happy and the things that they wish to have happen, their intentions and their dreams and their goals, they do. Wow. So out of all, all that, I mean, what, what is something that you, I guess, enjoy most uh, out of your coaching work? <laughs> oh boy, I love all of it so much. I'd say the thing that um, I really enjoy most is helping someone who's really, really stuck. So I, I, um, I've been very fortunate that I have been sought after by a lot of people who are struggling with ADHD. And a lot of adults are getting diagnosed more and more these days because they, because it's easier to be, to, to get diagnosed. It doesn't, uh, it's not as, uh, as challenging as it used to be. And a lot of adults are finding that, oh, their their child is getting diagnosed. And then they start realizing, oh, that's like how I was when I was younger. Maybe I have this. Most of the time they do because it is hereditary. So I have been uh, sought after by a lot of people and psychiatrists and therapists send patients to me all the time because I understand I don't have it, but I understand it very, very much because my my son has ADHD. Many people in my family, many of my friends, it's just something that I'm surrounded by and I get it. And I have the ability to be able to teach someone how to harness their strengths and accommodate their challenges and be successful despite having ADHD. And uh, this is this was something that was very, very meaningful to me because having um, my son raising him and making sure he did not suffer and struggle with it as as I had been told by other professionals, you know, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. You're going to have to watch out for this. It's like, mm, not on my watch. No, <laughs> this is going to go well. And he's, he's a wonderful, successful, happy guy. And uh, that's, that's actually what brings me a lot of joy is watching someone who's just feeling like so defeated and have them do a complete 180. Ah, nothing better. So if, if there was a way, I mean, I'm, I'm getting perhaps maybe a, a commonality of the people that you work with and coach, but if you were to, in your own words, I mean, who do you typically enjoy coaching or working with if we were to paint a picture? I really love working with those that are self-employed. So entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, leaders in companies, small to medium-sized companies, you know, a lot of the really, really large companies, big, huge corporations, they've got coaches on staff. They've got people there. But smaller companies, they're on their own. 
and I can go in and help them. And I, I am an entrepreneur. I have been where they are. I am still where they are. <laughs> so I get it. I know what it's like to be in their shoes. You know, who better to coach an entrepreneur than another entrepreneur? So these these are the people that I I really love working with uh, because it's just kind of how my whole, you know, my life basically, and it turns out that um, last last the last statistics I had read over thirty five percent of entrepreneurs have ADHD. There we are. <laughs> there, those are the people that that I can help and I love working with. I get them. So for those who are listening, um. What are signs that they know, whether it's themselves or perhaps a colleague, they know, hey, uh, I think you should talk to Julie. Like, well, what should be signs <laughs> they should be looking for other than having a frown 24-7? <laughs> no, a lot of people are really happy and, and cheerful. They're just, they're just like not getting things done. So a lot of times people will come to me where they are, um, they themselves they might suspect they have it. They don't have a diagnosis and it doesn't matter. I don't, people don't, I actually had someone say, do I have to have a diagnosis to work with you? Oh gosh, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, if you're just having any, you know, any challenges, I can help you. Mm. So people come to me, they are, they are not getting tasks done in, in a reasonable amount of time. They don't know how to keep track of things. They lose stuff all the time. They are late to things, their follow through is poor. They don't um, you know, return return emails or calls in a reasonable period of time. They don't their deliverables are not getting delivered. <laughs> you know, they're not getting things uh, properly sent uh, sent out to whoever it is they need to. They have difficulty with prioritization, sequencing, planning, project management. Uh, their communication skills might be lacking as well. So these are the areas that people often call me when they're they're struggling with some of this stuff. I've had actually companies where they've called me and they said, we've got someone who's not really up to par, but we love them and we don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's that's great. That's that's the kind of thing I love to be able to help with. I just actually am just finishing with a client right now. Their HR person called, contacted me, said, hey, we've got this wonderful employee. She's awesome. We love her. But, um, and she had, she had already told them she has ADHD. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a surprise. Uh, but they, they said, we, you know, we'd like to get her some assistance. Can you help? Yeah. Yes. And that taught her all kinds of skills and some tools and you know, secrets of how she can, how she can make things easier, how she can manage her, the different responsibilities she had. And she's knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing. So it almost sounds like it's someone that should have some kind of internal drive or a good sense of character. They just don't have the tools really to exercise it. Yeah. If someone wants to get help, they want to be coached, then I can work with that. If someone's just, you know, that they're not really motivated to, to solve the, to solve the issues, fix the situation, coaching is not going to be able to help. Mm-hmm. So I, I have, um, I've had several 
entrepreneurs lately who, you know, they're stuck for one reason or another. And maybe, you know, they've been in business for a long time. They're like, okay, I kind of, kind of in a rut. I don't really know how to get myself out of the rut. <laughs> we, we work on that. We don't I'll figure out what the problem is. Sometimes they don't know what the issue is. They go, I'm here. I don't know how I got here. I don't know why I'm here, but I don't want to be there. <laughs> can, yeah. can you help me get from here to there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so, 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 so you mentioned about, about the word getting stuck or, or feeling uh, in a rut. Well, what are, I guess, kind of the top two or three things you find in commonality, those who are there, that if they can just fix these two or three things that are, I'm assuming is kind of in their blind spot, they can get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it comes down to people not having the right kind of structure in their lives. A lot of times we think, oh, we can just, we'll just, you know, do things as they come up and I'll just kind of handle stuff. Well, then you're just putting out fires. You're not really being proactive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't know how to really structure their day or their week. And you want to be able to make sure that you've got good and I know we hear this word all the time, balance, but it's real. You, you do want to have balance in your life so that you've got, you, you've got time where you're doing your job, your work, and you've got time where you're spending, you know, you're spending time with, with family and friends. You have some social time, and then you got to have some time where you're just spending time with yourself, you know, where you're working on a, a hobby or reading or doing something that you just enjoy doing that brings you some sense of peace. And when you've got all that happening, then you have balance. But a lot of times people, they'll, you know, especially people who are self-employed, they'll just work, 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 work. They don't stop. And you've got to be able to unplug. And I I do this for myself. I do practice what I preach here. I did just this weekend. It was my birthday. <laughs> and what I wanted for my birthday was not to do all the things I do all week long. I just unplugged and I didn't let myself go near my computer. I just, no, I'm just going to do everything, all these other things that I love to do. And it really gives you a chance to recharge. And a lot of people who come to me, they, they haven't figured out how to create that balance yet. Mm -hmm. And they're pushing, pushing, pushing. But the thing is, if you pull back and, and really take some time to just recharge you're way more productive when you get back to work well just kind of being i guess a devil's advocate here is for, especially for like the solopreneurs or people where they feel kind of the whole weight really is on their shoulders whether it's running a business with employees are depending on them the family's depending on them and you're coming in hey you gotta make carve schedule a time on not just organize but maybe an hour or two just for yourself. And they might look at you cross-eyed thinking, no, Julie, I, I got to like run this, run my body to ground 89 hours a week. <laughs> like how do you help yeah. them kind of talk them off a ledge on that kind of mindset? No, I, I got to go full throttle 24-7. <laughs> well, it, sometimes it takes a lot of convincing. Okay. But what I what I do is is help them to see that when they take some time away and they can get a fresh perspective, oftentimes they also come up with some wonderful solutions to issues that they're trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a um 
I had an have an executive I've been working with for a while. And one of the things that she realized wasn't happening, she didn't have enough time to just sometimes sit and think and create new systems and processes and and kind of work through whatever was going on in the in the company. And so I we came up with a way that she can do this by she had a nice, nice uh, chair, comfortable chair in her office, and she would just go sit in that chair. So you have to kind of change your environment. When you change your physical state, you can make other changes. Your your mindset goes with it. So you change your physical state. And we actually started having her do something really simple that didn't take a lot of a lot of uh, effort. Coloring, just coloring. You can doodle, you can color, you, you know, something, someone you're doing something with your hands that doesn't require a tremendous amount of concentration, your mind can create and you can start solving problems. And there's a lot, there's, there's been articles and research lately showing that, you know, we don't spend enough time thinking and creating and working on, you know, just thinking about issues that we need to fix. If you could do that, then you can implement and get so much more accomplished. Mm-hmm. So when uh, when I'm working with someone, I always ask them, one of the questions I ask is, what are your passions? What do you love to do? What brings you joy? Because if you don't have some of that in place, you get burned out. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to go there. Well, I imagine uh, that's a thing with a lot of employees right now is that what we call it the labor shortage where they're having a hell of a time retaining talent because they're just saying, yeah, no, I'm, I'm done. I've had enough. And then they leave. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's gotta be that balance. So for those of our audience that are listening and, and they want to either find a way to get unstuck or get out of their rut or maybe get a permission to do coloring <laughs> because they, yeah. the last time they, they've colored was in, I don't know, grade school. Uh, how can they best find you and reach out? I'm pretty easy to find. My website is coachjulie.com and Julie is spelled J-U-L-I. There's no E at the end. Just coachjulie.com. I'm super easy to find. I'm on just about every social media platform there is. Uh, my name, Julie Shulam, is, is uh, I'm the only one with that name on the entire internet. Oh. So I'm uh, pretty easy to find. You can also email me at balance at coachjulie.com. And I would love to, um, you know, I'm very open to having conversations with anyone who is interested in finding out more about what I can, what I can do. And I also have an amazing course that an on-demand course called Your Life Productive Finally. And uh, it's a six module course. And if anyone is interested in learning more, uh, just send me an email reference Family Business Radio, and uh, I'll make it worth your while. I've got a special code. Great. Well, thank you, Julie. My pleasure. All right. So kind of a follow-up question for the tail end to, to bring you back uh, shortly is, the question is, since we're on the subject of either being in a rut or getting stuck, for those of our listeners, what would be your first go-to step or recommendation for them to get unstuck? So the question again is, for our listeners, okay. we're feeling that stuck or rut, What's the first step they should take now? This is kind of now going into our legalese portion of the show as she kind of thinks over uh, her answer. So 
This show is uh, sponsored and brought to yours, truly, uh, Anthony Chen with Lighthouse Financial Network. Securities and advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., RAA, member FINRA SIPC. RAA is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of RAA. Our main office address is at 575 Broad Hollow Road in Melville, New York, 11747. You can best reach me at uh, is either by phone 631 Four six five nine zero nine zero. My extension there is five zero seven five, or simply my email uh, phone name is just Anthony Chen C H E N at l f n l l c dot com, or you can connect with me uh, on LinkedIn as well. So coming back to you, Julie. The question again is for our listeners who are feeling that rut, or or if they know of someone who's in that stuck state, what's the first step they should take? to get unstuck hard to answer that in one in with one answer <laughs> so i'm going to give you two sure all right first one plan something fun to have to look, to look forward to mm-hmm. have something coming up in the weekend or coming up your know, trip you're going to take something that you can actually look forward to secondly plan your day the night before you'll sleep better You'll know what you're going to do when you wake up. You have something to start with. And for many people, starting their day with something that has the most impact, that will, uh, it could be anything. So it could be something that would have a lot of impact or something that just at least kind of gets you going, like make your bed, work out, meditate. Something that you can go to that doesn't take a lot of mental energy you can accomplish it. When we do something, we finish something, and we have success with that one little thing, it actually spurs us on to do something again. Well, thank you, Julie, for that uh, one, two cents worth of advice. <laughs> My pleasure. Right. And now for a little bit of what's called Anthony's financial take, uh, since we're on the subject of being stuck in a rut or uh, looking to get unstuck. Uh, for those who are kind of uh, feeling either the financial crunch, whether it's just changing in jobs or, or change in kind of their career uh, or in their business or their personal lives, uh, sometimes just kind of going, even having a conversation about financial planning can be very intimidating. Uh, sometimes I get encountered with people who feel either letting themselves down, letting the, their family down, or just kind of beating themselves up uh, a lot. Uh, one way to kind of above and beyond that, as Julie kind of mentioned, is instead of looking at the potential first step through a mindset of scarcity or fear, start with something that's aspirational. Start with with a passion and asking the question, okay, if money was not an issue, what would one rather be doing? If we fast forward 10 years out, if we do all the right things, what would that look like? And kind of changing the headspace of just reacting and, and panicking of things that we can't control but shift the perspective towards looking at things that we can control. And that makes the whole planning process and at least taking that first step so much easier. Now, you're listening to Family Business Radio. Thank you all for listening in. Share, subscribe, like the podcast, and we all appreciate you all listeners tuning in. And this is Anthony Chen signing out.